0: Head. Yeah. See? Yeah. Tuned in to Diamonds After Dark, 18 and older only please, and please be advised that some subjects are controversial and explicit language is used. Enjoy the show.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to Diamonds After Dark, Brown Liquor Talks. I am your host, Untain, and I am joined by my lovely co-host,
2: Miss Timeless V. V, how are you doing this evening? I am doing good. I'm actually really excited for the show and really excited for the topic, because let me tell you... <laughs> Let's
1: get into it. She, yeah, she, she ready. She ready. She got her brown good. I got my brown good. Well, I got a little water because I already been drinking a little mm. bit. So I got some water right now. But <laughs> So I need to make sure I, I tone my tongue cause tone. Tone balance. Yeah. You know, and last show, I was off the train. So I'm going to be good this show. Mm. I'm going to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah alright <laughs> I'll be good this show but you guys before we kick it off as always we gotta you know hit y'all with the particulars and Diamonds After the Dark is sponsored by Untamed Publishing allow us to help you unlock your unlimited writing potential If you are a aspiring new or even seasoned author, head over to www.untamedpublishing.net where there are a variety of services that are offered for your literary journey. Again, that is www.untamedpublishing.net. Also, you guys, make sure you tune in on tomorrow night. we will actually be having a Socially Conscious Corner discussion, um, which we typically air on, um, which we typically air on Sunday. So make sure that you tune in for that. And that is at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, V, today's topic is about cancel culture and, um... Lord, we be canceling everything in the culture. (laughs) Uh, uh, uh uh So, you know, for those of you who don't know what cancel culture is, and if you don't, then where have you been the last 10 years? I swear. But but, uh, cancel culture is just basically when you're holding people accountable in today's time for things that happened in the past. And, um, so we just want to get into that, you know, um, what do you think about cancer culture? Do you think it's necessary? When do you think it's warranted when you don't, if you know, if you do think it's warranted, why? So, you know, V, I'm just going to swing it over to you <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> now I kept my promise last time I did go first so, <laughs> <Probably damn. laughs>
2: so you get one one free you got I got
1: I got my one free me last week so I'm gonna kick it to you it's just like you know how do you feel about cancel
2: culture overall <sighs> overall overall oh I think it's <laughs> over the fucking top um mm-hmm. just being completely honest I do think that it's one of those things that can it be beneficial yes of course Um, but then again anything can be beneficial however at the end of the day do I think that people take it overboard with the cancel culture yes I think people try to latch on to anything and everything and the only thing again do I think that it's necessary sometimes yes do I think that honestly people I'll say it like this Oh my God! If people tried to hold me for the before my growth, I'll say it like that because if people hold me accountable before my growth, I don't know if I'd be here today. Um, and I'm not that big to be canceled. Let's let's get that straight. However, the cancellation can be you know within your family if your family canceled you, if your friends canceled you, things in that nature. So it's just like are is it always necessary? to hold somebody accountable today for what they've done in the past if they've grown from it and in that sense of it no I don't think so Um, now in that same note I think it's crazy that it has to get um, to the level of not holding them accountable for when the things happen now that's the part that I find rather I mean like hypocritical because it's just like why didn't y'all hold them accountable for when it happened where were you guys at then did you just not know did it was social media just not enough was like why wasn't it as relevant or prevalent back then as it is now so mm. that's my thought okay. process on it.
1: well I'm with you I do think that cancel culture is or can be I should say it like that over the top um, because, as you said, you know, cancel culture isn't limited in, in its, you know, in its span, or we haven't limited it in its span, um, because there is such thing as you know growth and change and maturity, and this is what I mean about cancel culture uh, towards people, and I think that's something that needs to be. You know, identified as well because you can cancel certain processes, certain objects like movies and books and then you have the cancel culture of people and that's where I think where it gets a little hairy with the cancel culture of people because we've all been young and dumb. Mm. We've all spoken out of time. Maybe even said something that we didn't even think of, you know, that was hurtful because you know and that's a lot of factors how you're raised or what you're used to or who you been around mm-hmm. and even in that sometimes you can say something that totally didn't mean anything and or didn't mean it the way that it's taken and then it gets taken out of
2: context or you didn't so, know what you were saying
1: or you didn't, didn't know what you were yeah, 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 yeah. That part, and it can be taken out of context. Now, you know, you brought up an interesting point when you said, you know, why didn't they address it, you know, at the time? And I will say this. Now, this is the one, you know, give I have for addressing things at the time. Cancel culture wasn't a thing. For, for a lot of people who are getting canceled for things now, that they said back in the day, cancel culture wasn't a thing back then. And reprimanding wasn't a thing back then. And I'll give you a perfect example of comedians. There are certain things that comedians said in the 90s, and I'll stick with the 90s, even the 80s, you know, 80s, 70s, that would today, they would just literally be blackballed oh, from in sure. the industry for mm-hmm. saying. But We knew that it was jokes back then. We accepted it as a joke, even if it rubs people the wrong way. They was like, ah, well, whatever, fuck them, and yeah, you move on. You know what I mean? But today, it's like you can't say certain things. You know what I mean? I mean... Dave Chappelle talked about this openly. And he's one of those comedians who still don't care. He will, he'll, take he has talked about in recent stand-ups about you can't say this and you can't say that because you got this, you know, community coming for you or this, you know, these people trying to cancel you or those people trying to cancel you. And he was like, I just don't give a damn. So I don't want to say anyway. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's his stance on it. But it, it was you know, he brought up the fact that when he was doing the Chappelle show, how he made the joke on the Chappelle show about R. Kelly peeing on people. It was a whole skit, you know, that he did. And I remember the skit, because I've I watched just about every single Chappelle show. Was. It was funny to me at the time. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, before they really started pressing down on R. Kelly about these charges and actually arrested him and sentenced him. So at the time when he did it, it was funny because I accepted it as a joke because that's Ben Chappelle he's a comedian it's his job but can you imagine in 2020 or 2021 him doing that skit from the Chappelle show like, it would be a totally different reaction um,
2: well, he, well here's my only thing about that even if he done done it then and he did it now when he done it then it didn't make it any less true and,
1: and, that's the, and that's the point. And it's like, you know, it it was still true and it was still relevant, but I just think people's reactions to it was just different then. Now, should he have been arrested back now? If we're going to talk about le- the legalities of it. Oh, hey, I'm just saying. He should have been arrested back then. <laughs> he should have been arrested along the way before that he should have been arrested the first time this thing ever came up for sure i mean I, i'm gonna tell i'm telling on my age but me and Aaliyah are the same age Or you know, she would we if she was still alive she and i would be the same age and um i know for myself <laughs> and this is why i say cancer culture as a 15 year old, when the rumor broke about him and Elise in appropriate relationships at 15, I was like ready to high for her because R. Kelly was, you know, the, the, the shit back then for us. It was it. He was a celebrity. He was hot. You was a teenager. You weren't thinking about the fact that this was a homegrown man. Um, mm-hmm. My 15 year old mind did not comprehend that. I was like, oh my God, she's with R. Kelly. Now, you know, as an older woman with children, I'm like, oh my God, oh. he was with R. Kelly at 15. But as a child, I thought as a child, as an adult, I think it's one. So mm-hmm. I blame the adults in that situation, him, the parents, the law, you know, who knew something better. To say, uh, this ain't right, this is against the law, and you need to get locked up. But because of who he was, he didn't. And then, let's just be honest, he didn't catch a lot of flack, and a lot of people didn't catch a lot of flack because social media was not heavy or present until late 2000s. So
2: like people didn't read newspapers?
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to say it like this. That kind of stuff went in your newspaper,
2: <laughs> you know. Not your I mean? local one, that's for not sure. Your,
1: not your local newspaper, and the shows that did highlight celebrities always highlighted them in the best lights. Mm-hmm. So you really only got those backstories from gossip bloggers and like the Wendy Williams show. You know what I'm saying? Radio stations who did that in her, you know, shows like that, and then also like um vibe magazine and then let me not put it on vibe now because i don't know if vibe even talked about it but i'm just saying hip-hop culture magazine i should say it as a mm-hmm. scope, but i use vibe as an example um you know you got the inside scoop from magazines and things like that and it's you know i know youth today is hard to imagine but we really want in celebrities <laughs> business like that and it was, no, no, not at all. <laughs> like how it is now, it's it's so totally different now than it was back in the nineties, eighties, all of that stuff. You heard about it, but then you didn't hear about it, or you heard it and you was like, you chunked it up as either you accepted it or you thought of it as a rumor and you moved on with your life. But now they want to know what they eat for dinner. They want to know what they had for breakfast. They want to know where they're going on vacation. Like how y'all in somebody's business this much? <laughs>
2: And, and it's crazy that it expands beyond just that individual because then it, it also expands to who you're connected to mm-hmm. um, and how that progresses along the line because we've been friends for years and then something comes out about you and it's just like, oh, but you're a friend. So you're canceled too because you didn't do anything about it. Right. So it's just one of those things that, yeah, I agree that social media was not as prevalent and then everything that was now... People nowadays talk more about um, media propaganda, whereas back then, you know, the gossip blogs were real big, especially what was that one? Oh, my God. Y'all forgive me. Was it News Weekly? What, what was it? <laughs> um you said, oh I'm like, I
1: don't know. It was out then, but I can't tell you if that's what you talking about. I really
2: want to say it's one of those blogs that you know you would see, or the, one of those magazines you know you see in the store, and they come out with this outlandish title of Woman Pregnant by Alien. Uh um, oh, are you talking about? Um,
1: what is it? Star or National Enquirer? That's it. Well, National Enquirer, <laughs> Star.
2: Yeah, and it's just one of those things like they would put these things out. So you do really got to wonder how much grain of truth was back then with even the outlandish stories mixed in. Um, and it was just one of those things like back then probably, you know, was really the thing to pay attention to because it was like people were really overlooking things. So, to you know, it was probably out there in a very massive sense. But at the same time, people weren't flocking to read Let's be honest. People were not... You pass it in the store. You read up the bottom, it said 4 dollars It's just like, you know what? I'm not buying this. So you kept going. And, and that was just the thing. Like, you know, for African-American families, you were doing something when you got, you know, your subscription of Jet in the mail every month. That was something. Because you had time about? and money for that. That was... What? So... It was just like, what new jet, jet Magazine, which they were not, they weren't taking the, I'll say it like this, especially in the 90s. Yeah, I'm glad you highlighted that area specifically because that's when, and please understand people, Jet Magazine has been a lot, around a lot longer than that, but the Jet Magazine was one of those that you did not see the, they didn't highlight the gossip as much as they highlighted the individual individual. Mm-hmm. Like, you saw them uplifting, and they could have put a lot of slander on the front of them, but that's not what they were about, nor did they conform to those things. So now it's just a thing of, can you move or do anything that ultimately is gonna get you canceled? You're not thinking, back in the man, back in the 90s, Death Comedy Damn was everything. It really was. So you know, you saying a joke then, like you pointed out, you got people like Dave Chabelle that's unapologetic. But then you have those that genuinely do conform to, in order for me to, for the longevity of things. Um, I got to be thinking about that from jump. You know, what I say today is going to affect my tomorrow. Not everybody thought that way though. Exactly.
1: And At and all. and back then you didn't you had a certain freedom um to do and say certain things. Even your personal opinions you had a certain freedom, you know, and it didn't matter if later on you became someone of mm-hmm. notoriety. You know, it's like, well, that's what I thought back then. So now you you have people who they said a joke back in 1992, and in 2021, somebody then found a magazine clipping that had the joke in it, and want to bring it up. But they done found the TV show clipping where you said this, and it's like you gotta apologize, and you have to be like, "Well, I didn't think that I, I was, was ignorant I then. then. I, was, I was ignorant. Yeah, I was ignorant then. I was, you know, I was just telling <laughs> jokes and I... You have to do an over explanation of those things. And even if you did feel that way, you might not feel that way 30 years later. You know what I'm saying? You just, things come with a different type of acceptance, you know, and we don't allow people the opportunity to grow. Now, in my opinion, here is where I think we get it wrong. I feel that if someone has said something and it's been that many years ago, if their behaviors and their actions don't show what they said back then, then, you know, if you want to address it, address it. But don't address it to the point that you're trying to cancel the person. Just let them explain it and move forward and move on. Or not I would prefer Well, when not they can
2: it. to explain it. When you know. <laughs> you know,
1: it's like, I would prefer not because it was back then. So whatever. You know what I'm saying? But if they said something you know that was horrendously offensive back then and they've shown the same attitude the same you know spoken the same language since then then that's when it becomes okay we need to counsel you because you felt like that 30 years ago and you still feel like this today you know that just means that you're and when I say that when I say horrendously offensive I'm talking about you know, actually towards other people, racism, homophobia, things like that, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you said something or did something horrendously offensive years ago, but your actions and your words still align with that thought process, then I don't mind you getting canceled because you haven't changed.
2: (laughs) Okay, but uh, then, you know, y'all know I like playing devil's advocate. So that's just one of those things that, You know, we'll save that for another time because I'm just like, are you really changed or are you seeing what's more lucrative at this point? Upon which do they have every right at that point to cancel you? Um, If 30 years from now, or let's say you make a comment now, in 30 years from now, we make um, a homophobic slur. And we won't even say 30 years. We'll say five years from now, um, the LGBTQ are the most um, supportive community that we have. So now it's one of those things that are we going to own up? Do you think that it's possible? I say it like this. Do you think it's possible to counteract the council culture if we put ourselves out there first? So therefore if I know that the LGBTQ is having my back now Do you think that would benefit me to say, okay, when I was younger um, or five years ago, I made this comment? Do you think it's possible to counteract council culture?
1: Well, that would be beneficial for the person if they know that they are, or even if they didn't know, if they just came out and was like, okay, well, look, I said this a few years ago and I want to put it out there trying to get ahead of it. That's one thing, but I also think that in their lives, a bit of manipulation hmm. because to say if you are if you know that you're about to land a major movie role say you were just a struggling actor five years ago and you said something homophobic well you're about to land a major movie role and you know you it's dealing with something with the LBGTQ community okay and you say well I said this but I don't feel like that is it genuine or is it just because you're about to get this wrong <laughs> you know what I'm saying right are you put it out there because you're about to get this wrong but i do think that regardless of what um it would be beneficial to go ahead and put it out there because even if it's not genuine at least you put yourself out there to say i said this and i want to go ahead and make amends for it before they find it
2: because if they
1: find it then that's a whole nother situation because mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody gonna blow the lid off of
2: it. Um, for sure yeah I, I definitely believe that i can't imagine saying something offensive especially with these shows even though we do give the warning we give the warning um and if somebody was to say oh timeless was being very offensive back then remember when she said that now in my mindset just like i said just finished saying a couple minutes ago it's one of those things that i'm not that big right now now does that mean i will never get that big no but i think that a lot of people do make statements in the mindset of i'm nobody so in that moment they may be nobody without any okay but they know what they're trying to get to so I definitely think I agree that it's a level of manipulation to put yourself out there of oh, all of a sudden you land a big movie role so you know people are going to be looking at you in some type of capacity um, let me jump ahead of this or you might have forgot yourself be like damn I really did tweet that fuck what was I thinking <laughs>
1: I know, and see that's that's another part of the manipulation. It's like okay, if you sit here and you remember something that you tweeted five years ago, and you like let me get in front of this, uh, I feel like in a way you was already lining up (laughs) what you needed to do to straighten out. So because I'm trying to tell you, I can't remember what I tweeted out up said yesterday. So (laughs) for me to try to remember something from five years ago and actively do so. Um, it was intentional or just, or, you know, let me play devil's advocate or, or <laughs> it's the point that, you know, the type of culture that we're living in now, and you're trying to actively keep, keep aware of what you say, but if, even if that's the case, if you're trying to actively keep aware of what you say, then it would just be beneficial for you not to say certain things you know, and be having an awareness of that, especially if you're trying to be a person. And like you said, if you're a nobody and then you're trying to get into the limelight, now you could be a nobody and just jump into the limelight for mm-hmm. some of the stuff you said, mm-hmm. because, and, and I think that's a total. you know, it's so many parameters to this when we say we're canceling people because there are people who are still who people would consider they're no one who get Twitter famous suddenly, because they said something and it took flight. You know what I'm saying? And um, the perfect example of that on um, the Get Caught Up podcast, I interviewed an author who she's Jordanian American. Oh, yes. still on my Yes, and I love that. And, and so. I'm,
2: yes, sorry. And, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: She, oh, no, you fine. And she, me, her, we had a, a very healthy conversation where. She tweeted out something um, about a Metro train employee, um, D.C. Metro train employee, and the background of the story was you can't eat on the platform. So she was trying to hurry up and she didn't realize it but she was trying to hurry up and eat her breakfast while she was waiting for the train to come and one of the dc metro employees came and told her she had to throw her food away because she couldn't eat on the platform Mm -hmm. and of course she was mad she was on her way to work she didn't know when she was gonna eat again so she threw it away being obedient and when she got on the train lo and behold she see an employee eating on the train because they told her you can't eat on the trains you can't eat on the platform so she got mad she snapped a picture of the lady eating. I guess it's her proof. And she tweeted to mm-hmm. DC Metro that you have an employee eating on the train, and that's all she said. And um, she said it in anger because of the situation that had just happened to her. See, and no one knew what had just happened. Mm-hmm. So when she tweeted it, oh, it caught it. it what happened was it was a black metro train employee and so all of a sudden it w- it took flight because they were saying she was racist and and she it really it made national news yep. it was it fired so much it made national news she lost her book deal because she was a journalist but she'd written a book and she was trying to put the book out there and she lost her book deal and they really she got really fired up in the cancel culture and she was someone who was a little known but well well I don't want to say little known but um she wasn't a readily known you know person. Mm-hmm. She's she was known a bit because she was a journalist already. So she had done some appearances on some major networking, you know, for other things, but for the majority of the world, she wasn't readily known. So, in that instance, you know, it's one of those things like what you were saying earlier. She was not known. She said something and she did something in anger as a reaction of what happened to her. It was taken out of context. It took flight. And then the next thing she know, her life was turned upside down. She actually... Ended up having a nervous breakdown. So it's one, and that's where I say it's one of those things where we become a, a, you know, cancel culture. That's a negative effect of cancel culture because we've become so staunch on blaming and holding people accountable for the things they say and do. It's ruined their life Mm -hmm. that we don't even take into consideration the contents of why she was saying it. You know, like she said, she understands now, you know, what it was. She, cause she was even saying, she was like, I had not been in America that long. So I did not understand the level of racism between the races. And she said that she was thinking, I'm a minority, I'm Jordanian and I live in America and nobody was looking at her like that because of her features. Because she has straight hair and she's got olive mm-hmm. of skin tone. So, you know, she doesn't align with what people would consider you know, black culture just more, yeah, you might be minority, but in America, it doesn't matter. It's sometimes it, it is really, and I explained this to her, sometimes it's really just Black America, minorities, other minorities, and then white America. And it's And, it's sad, and, and sometimes
2: it's, really it's not even sad. that much. It's literally, it's either if you ain't Black, you just, that, that, that's it. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're us. And that's the standpoint that a lot of people do take. I heard that episode and I was so in all of it because I was like wow wow if people understood and I think some people do I think they just choose to use it for ignorant stuff but that right there is a prime example of of the power when people come together what difference it can make but then also understanding how our actions long term because when she posted that picture she didn't add a lot of content context to it Mm -hmm. so it was one of it was definitely one of those things that I'm not saying that it I know that she knows it could have been handled differently um Mm -hmm. and but the overall point being though is that again it speaks to the overall propaganda of social media and how Mm -hmm. we can add our own content to just a picture so therefore the context in which it was actually presented or should have been presented in is completely different so it was one of those things like i couldn't imagine being in her shoes because i know people that have have taken their life for less you know mm-hmm. and it's and it's one of those things i know she was getting death threats and all of that and i was just like how did we go from this to this. Like you're this right. woman already lost a book deal. This woman, and it don't take much to get somebody to drop. You. Especially if it's a big sure if know. it's a big company that's backing you. Because boom, they're finna they're finna target that. We've seen people do that with racist comments being made where they'll find out where you work and boom, you're wondering why you got fired. You know? So mm. it's just one of those things that, in that sense, that was that was very powerful. But then again, it's like, if we take somebody who had a healthy following, um, or a healthy image, uh, no, I think healthy following would be the right word for that. Who had a healthy following, and we are able to get their life turned upside down, in a major way, because we ch- chose to all come together and be offended at once and sit there and say oh yeah no Mm -hmm. you're right you didn't like that I didn't like that either oh is that the kind is that is that what that means you know what let's go let's get after her nobody knew this woman nobody knew the woman that she was taking the picture of Mm -hmm. but it was just so crazy to me and I'm like but where is that woman today (laughs) where is the woman, the metro worker? And I I saw that allegedly she had gotten fired. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just one of those things that, did her actions get her fired? Did her, this one little picture, in retrospect, turn this one worker, who probably had depended on her job, the way it turned up her life, was it really a balanced justice, I guess? So, it's just... I don't know, cancel culture is one thing but that's when you can defend yourself
1: yeah and it's like um, in that scenario um, particular scenario there w- there was really no, no winners mm-hmm. because you know at the end of the day and I'm playing and I'm playing a bit of devil's advocate for um, the writer on this you know she could have handled handled it better. Should have handled it differently. And, but I can imagine, you know, because I've done it too. And we've all done it. Like, someone ticks you off and you might go to Twitter or Facebook and you say something, you know, about it. Because you're mad. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, that's just literally what she did. And if the to be honest. No, the D.C. worker wasn't supposed to be eating on the train, so that was one of their rules. So, you know, I'm like, okay, at the end of the day, she was breaking the rules, so, you know, it, you know, it, it, it's almost too far. It's like a double-edged sword. Yeah, she was breaking the rules, but she kind of got caught because somebody else was mad about something that happened. Enough, happened. So it's like, and, and it's like, you know, where does the company? How can the company tell the to line on that line on that? Because it's like, okay, you were breaking the rules, but we're we're calling you in here because somebody basically did a tweet and we got to cover it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. It's one of those things where I feel sorry for both of them. Now, she did say too, as well, that she did talk to you know the one of the managers at DC Metro, and she begged them not to let her, you know allow her to lose her job. She said she did not want that; that was not a purpose. And she said she even volunteered to have a conversation with the ladies to explain it, but they wouldn't. You know, of course, for privacy reasons, they could not release the woman's personal right. information. And, and all of that stuff. And she was like, you know, so she's like, to this day, she feels bad because she always wanted to sit down and talk to her and just apologize to her face to face. Could you accept that and, apology?
2: Um, oh, oh, okay. Never mind. Moving uh, on. <laughs> you
1: know what? You know what? Hold on. No, but that's a, that's a good question. Hold on. Hold on. That is a really good question. So what we're going to do right quick is take a break. And we come back, I want to get into that because... Um, no, you raise a very good point. So we, when we come back,
2: we're going to get into that. <laughs> Welcome to Kisha Beauty, embracing the power of self-love in conjunction with 50 Shades of Success. While 50 Shades of Success works on the inside, let Kisha Beauty work on the outside, adding a little sparkle, pop, and shine. With Kisha Lips, pamper your skin, with Kisha Body, and let's not forget accessories, with Kisha Girl. Find us on Instagram. Hey everybody, join me, poet and author, Kiana dene on my podcast, Noteworthy a poetry podcast for the poets where you'll hear my original poetry and poetry from other amazing poets as well because I truly believe all poets are worth Go follow the podcast on Instagram at noteworthypoetry and you'll be the first to know whenever there's a new episode. While you're there, follow me too at Kiana underscore Danae. So tune in today.
1: Hello, you guys, and we are back. If you are joining us, you know that we are speaking cancel culture, and it is just really healthy conversation. We have been playing devil's advocate and putting out reason for because there is really no way right now, as of now, to really combat or you know support you know cancel culture because at times it's, we understand it, and at times we don't. But overarching. We just feel like it is a little out of control here. So before we went to break, V brought up a good question. She asked, we were speaking about uh, the incident on the D.C. Metro train, and she asked me if I was the employee who got fired, would I be able to accept the apology? And I took a deep pause because then I had to really put myself into the lady's position. You know, um and I'm being honest I don't I think that I would eventually have accepted her Mm. apology I don't think that I would have been able to do it at that time Um, because at that time even though I was in the wrong she did something spiteful that cost me to not be able to provide for myself and my family so which is the bigger deal um even though i know it she lost a lot too and suffered a lot i think that i would have it would have taken me a minute to come to terms eventually i probably would have you know accepted it but i don't think that immediately after the incident happened that i could have accepted it from her and i wouldn't have been in a place or a space where i could um too because sometimes you, you need a minute oh for sure yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah.
2: Saying? no you gotta don't don't look look don't throw stones at me and then sit there and say i'm sorry you're hurt because <laughs> honey you will two piece in a biscuit let me tell you uh, because it's definitely one of those things that wow. Do we give people the opportunity to apologize? And at the same time, are we receptive? And it's one of those things that because you call somebody out, and I've seen this a lot, especially with the cancel culture, that somebody comes back and says, I'm sorry. Well, at this point, they're like, no, don't apologize now. You said it. Okay, but what do you want them to do? Either you want them to acknowledge that they messed up, grew from it, or you just felt like having a fucked up day. And saying oh, okay there's no going back from it is that you were just celebrating this individual so but in, in that retrospect in that retrospect I do want to ask you something so you know the the most current thing about the council culture is Dr. Seuss what? so let's get into it because this right here highlights and I, audience, y'all know I don't mind putting myself on Let's let's be clear do you think people weren't are offended now because they're more knowledgeable or do you think that's hurting more because I'm going to be honest I didn't know that Dr. Seuss was racist I didn't understand until you know everything started coming out I was like wait a minute what is that what that means well shit huh let me dive a little bit more into this
1: Well, I think it's because it's more knowledgeable. Mm. And here's where I, because I'm with you. I I was a kid. Hell, I didn't put stock into it. So I I didn't, you know. And thank you. Like, I was a kid and I didn't put stock into it. And to be honest with you, I really, to be honest, I am not one of those people who was a staunch Dr. Seuss lover. I love the Grinch who stole Christmas. You know, like the traditional ones green eggs and ham, Grinch who stole Christmas. That's that's green eggs and ham.
2: One fish, two fish, blue fish, red fish. I didn't understand that shit. Because, damn it. (laughs) What the fuck are we doing? And why can't they count higher than 10? I am so confused. (laughs) There's not even green fish or red fish or blue. Well, point being. I
1: think that this is where it gets a little bit on the ridiculous side okay and y'all hear me clearly I am not for any type of books or rhetoric that was racist against black people what I am saying is this if Dr. Seuss realizes that those books were offensive in today's time
2: Mm, time. remove the the keyboard.
1: remove is it today's time they was offensive back then but now that people are knowledgeable in today's time of the offense I should say it like that um, remove those books you know what I'm saying I don't think they should be cancelled as a whole I think you just remove those books and so you don't sell them and then you move on about your business um, but I also feel like that there are things that you have to vet and uh, as well but here is the and I hate to say it like this I always hate to turn things on a, on a whim with this uh-huh. this is where I feel like it gets sticky Hello? Mm-hmm. can you hear me okay here, here's where I feel like it gets sticky I think it gets sticky when you start wanting to cancel songs and you start wanting to cancel books I think some things we just have to learn to accept that they were at a certain time period and leave it alone. If it's if the company or the artist or whoever wants to remove it, then you Mm -hmm. remove
2: it. But Well um, Dr. Seuss dead, so I mean
1: I mean mean, he he can't do shit about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like um you either as a company you make the decision to say we're not going to do this so and issue an apology if you want to as the company but i think sometimes even if it's offensive we have to just i don't want to say it's but let it be what it was back then you don't have to read it you don't have to buy it you don't have to let your kids read it and now i do draw the line at curriculum that oh, for curriculum, sure. if the teachers, then that's when it's like, no, we're not doing this because it was it. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but I feel that, and the reason I feel this way is that when you start going back in the day and nitpicking over certain things, that opens the door for everything. So now you're looking at Dr. Seuss one day, but they might be looking at your book mm-hmm.
3: next.
1: You see know what I'm saying? Because they could say, well, we found this offensive. And it's like what well, I was just telling a story, but no, no, no. So this is why I say certain things we just have to accept that it was at that time frame and you make an independent decision on your own, whether or not you want to patronize it or purchase it or whatever and if the company decides that they want to do it on their own then let that be that because if you start canceling one thing because it says this then you gotta start then you start opening doorways for everything now you ripping away all kinds of stuff and it's not just gonna be prevalent understand and i'm putting this out here for black people as well. It's not just going to be prevalent for just what y'all feel white people are, are oh, yeah. offensive to
2: or it's going to be
1: something with some things with black people. Because it's going to be easy, it's going to be
2: looked at as if you can be, a, and this is the thing about uh, cancel culture, you made a very good point, it's tit for tat. So it's mm-hmm. definitely one of those things that when we keep pushing an issue instead of sitting there saying you know what, I don't have to support this. I don't have to i don't have to be xyz i don't have to expose my kids to whatever so here but here's here's my thing <laughs> i know i'm gonna get a little bit of backlash from this but y'all just bear with me just hear me out you've got individuals like jfk hear me out wait a minute JFK. Now, at the time that he was elected and everything, he used the ultimate power move, which was
1: look. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm a, uh, <laughs> I'm, a put, I'm a put a pin in on your screen right quick. Now you know. Now you know what good. Grandmama's had two pictures in their house. A I swear. One of JFK and one of you, so you.
2: You better tread lightly. I am. I am. I'm (laughs) treading lightly. I'm treading lightly. Now, just again, hear me out. I'm glad you actually made the point of MLK. So (laughs) glad you made that point. So we're (sighs) going to take that pin out and we're going to add to it. So JFK made the most ultimate power move. And that was to, it was the black community. Black community. Let me tell you, if you get the black community on board, we all know, we've all seen it throughout history um, time and time again, that that right there is power. If you got the black community behind you, boom, you are winning. So during that time also, though, you know, one of his biggest or least fans, I really don't know the proper way to say that, but was Malcolm X. Malcolm X made a statement that he was very much so, he was very vocal about being against JFK. He made a statement that his whole thing was you didn't do anything for the very people, i.e., black community, that put you in office. Okay. Now he Mm -hmm. made, he was very public about that. He was very um, vocal. He was not hiding behind that. And his whole thing was, you know, he, yeah, he received a lot of black backlash from the black community in itself and it was just like wait whoa but we love this man now have we now if you do your research because this ain't an education channel or nothing like that you do your research you will understand what he meant by that statement what he truly meant by that statement and how the black vote put certain people in office And in turn, it really didn't benefit. Now, I'm not saying that he had to just do for the Black community specifically. By no means. I don't believe that at all. As a president, you have to do for everyone. You have to do something that benefits everyone. That doesn't mean tip the scale one way or another. Um, But I do think that if, if we really dive into it with the council culture that we have in today's society it's crazy that that man still has so much um, of he gets, still gets so much praise so in that sense are we just choosing what to be sensitive about absolutely <laughs> i know everybody's sitting there like you just said all that for what just that's the point though are we choosing what to be sensitive about now our grandmothers grandmothers, grandmothers honey they ain't changing but the point being though is <laughs> are we choosing what to be sensitive about because it doesn't align with <sighs> our our views at the time
1: because it doesn't align with your your yeah. lifestyle or or your thought process. Absolutely, y'all. Because oh, I'm going to take a deep breath when I get ready to say it, But I'm about to blow the lid off a certain topic.
0: Uh-uh.
1: I really am. Uh-uh. So I'm going to apologize ahead of time and just tell y'all to please hear me
2: with your heart. Uh-uh. Before, before I go here. What the hell are you about to say should I be on this car <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> she, like, she, like, she like wait a minute
1: hold on this is about to be
2: diamond like, <laughs> right shit shit does this diamond have to jump the hell up we'll talk about that later cause <laughs> baby uh, okay <laughs> she said what you about to say
0: I um,
1: have always said this and so I'm gonna be very firm in saying it today I know that the LGBTQ community has been discriminated against. Mm-hmm. I know that they still mm-hmm. are. And I know that they fight for those rights and they have every right to because you should be treated equally regardless of who you are and your life. Mm-hmm. I am in agreement. Okay. That. Over recent years, what has become somewhat irritating to me is that the fight began for a fight of equality Mm -hmm. and a fight for them to be accepted for who they are and how they want to live. And that's fine. That's exactly what Mm -hmm. you should be fighting for. Over time, there have become instances where the fight has turned into Not only do I want equality and for you to just let me live my life, but you have to agree Mm. with my lifestyle. And that's where I have a problem. No one has to agree with what you do or who you are, you know, because you have people who still believe as Christians that this Mm -hmm. is a choice. You don't have a right to tell them that they can't feel that you're living this life for a choice. What you have the right to say is, regardless of how you feel, you don't have the right to mistreat me. You don't have the right to intervene with how I live, which is true. But the same way you don't want someone mistreating you or interfering with your life, you can't turn around and then do that to somebody else. Because telling them that they're wrong for thinking that this is a choice is the same thing as them telling you that your choice is wrong. You see what I'm saying? It's like a double-edged sword. And, you know, I have, (laughs) you know, that's just, for instance, when they were doing the cancel culture over over Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is a Christian company. They never said that they would not serve the LGBTQ community. They never said that they weren't open to having them work there, eat there, all of that stuff. All they said was we're a Christian company and we believe in Christian values. And so it became a cancel culture where Christianity in itself states that they don't believe in homosexuality. But they didn't say, they said we might not believe in it. But hey, we welcome you guys with open arms. We're not gonna discriminate against you and all of that stuff. And that's that's what the fight was supposed to be for. It's not supposed to be to get Chick Fil A not to embrace their Christianity. Oh, you know sure. what I'm saying? It's you know, and that's where this sometimes takes a turn for me, and it upsets me. Like they did a whole situation with always pads because they wanted them to remove the Venus symbol, which was representative of women off of the pad because of the transgender. Excuse me. A woman who identifies as a woman still has a right to be a woman. and still has a right to be Mm -hmm. celebrated because you know... We're here, just like you're here. Now, I'm not saying that I want to be proud to have a period, but I am Because baby, I'm not. I don't care nothing about this period. You can have it, and that's the thing. It's like you're fighting for something, but let me just tell you, you're still not gonna get this monthly stock And, and all I promise you, you can have it. it. And if you want it, baby, please like, come who, get it. You'll give it. Who back can in I one give month. it to?
2: <laughs> who can I pass this out to? Because.
1: You know, on top of everything else, they don't, you know, it's like people just assume you, you know, you, you have a monthly and that's it. Like they don't know the bloating, the aches, the pains, the, you know what I'm saying? The attitude the, the, and Lord don't let you be sick and on top of that, have to deal with it and, or have another issue that's dealing with your feminine mm-hmm. parts you know, cis <clears throat> or people, you know what
2: I'm saying? I don't like, disagree with you on this one. Um, and the main being, the and, main reason being is because I think people fail to realize, especially in today's society, just because you are who you are, and just because I choose not to um, indulge in that, doesn't mean I disagree with it. Doesn't mean that I'm I'm against it. I think we've we've taken the term, especially with this cancel culture, and I think we've taken a lot of things, and I think we're choosing to be. No, I I do think we still live in a we live in an overly sensitive world. How we got that way, mm-hmm. we could point fingers all day and still have one point back at us. But I, I definitely think though, when it comes down to certain things, that we're too busy trying to get people to accept us and I think we're too busy Mm -hmm. trying to force ourselves to be accepted and that's in all cultures that's in all walks of life I think we're so busy trying to force people to accept us yes you're here you're not going nowhere we get it boom you're not going nowhere but why does that have to be the determinant factor of mm, prime example I'll, I'll say it like this because it goes along with what you, you stated I was watching uh, it was something on Instagram it was a TikTok and it was about being super straight they came up with this new term of being super straight because they oh, somebody found it offensive or caused them transphobic because they said that they're not attracted To a transgender woman, trans yeah, I think this yeah, transgender woman, and so their whole thing was, I'm I'm not a she's not a woman, you know it's my choice at the end of the day, you know whatever. So they was like you're transphobic so their thing was well then we're going to make the term super straight what that means is it's not that I'm against whatever is going on it's just that I am solely attracted to naturally born XYZ's men and women and they came up with a black and orange flag too I I was like wow so somebody made a response to this and was like you're trying to oppress and come up with and I was like are we really taking the terminology And choosing to be offensive towards anything that comes out. Because I was like, damn. So you mean to tell me that if I am with my man walking down the street and be like, oh, baby, she's cute. Or he says, she looks good. And I I agree. So I automatically get the side eye because I'm not labeled to be super strict. That sounds so stupid. I can't say that shit. So... (laughs) I can't, I can't say yeah, that dumb shit. I, I, just, ugh.
1: But can you just, can you just imagine, and I don't want you to think, now it sounds, that sounds like the dumbest
2: thing in the world. And, of, and yet it's but, really a thing.
1: And, and, but can you just for a second think of how they even got there? It's a shame that they even had to get to that
2: point. Um, I think it started and as it, simple as being it, labels of boy and girl. I think it started just that, really that simple. Mm. Something that everybody wants to be so adamant that don't call me a he, don't call me a she. But then we still want to be identified in a manner that separates us. It's so crazy.
1: Yeah, And, And that's the thing that really you know, it was so bothersome. And I'm going wait, wait a minute. You know, it's like okay, you can be who you are without infringing on what everybody sure. else is. To so sit here and try to sit here and eliminate men who identify as men and women who identify as women. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, when I say men who are ad- naturally born men who identify as men and naturally born women who identify as women, to try to take away the things that identify them and signify them is not a part of your plight you know what I'm saying stick to what you were fighting for for, for your yourself. there there
2: you go and right there for yourself
1: for yourself. nobody's saying and
2: that you have to head the war on XYZ nobody's saying that you have to ensure that this is what's to go on or I have to speak for everybody because everybody may not feel the same way that you do and my whole thing is again I the, the level that it has shot to with this whole thing is absolutely fucking ridiculous that's like me sitting there going out and buying men's clothes or everybody knows I love men's sweatpants why because they got pockets shit now <laughs> I swear <That's> <laughs> and, every, and, and at this point I'm starting to buy men's skinny jeans because why they got deep pockets <laughs> I don't let me get on a whole tangent about that because it makes me mad I'm like, what the fuck can-, can I put in my pocket <laughs> nothing but at the end of the day somebody's going to look at me and it's so crazy in the same way that a lot of individuals don't want to be labeled somebody will look at me and be like either she's gay, lesbian, whatever or really that's it nobody stops and thinks damn, maybe she doesn't like those pants maybe we got pockets now I don't know what it is with women that work out or whatever. That apparently a lot of women just came together and was like, We don't want pockets. It's fine. We got a purse. I don't like carrying a purse. Why? Because I know I'm going to leave that motherfucker somewhere.
1: You know what, honey? I'm with you on that because I love me some pockets, honey. I'd be so mad when That's i That's something that, that needs to be like canceled. No
2: pocket. No pocket shit. <laughs> no pocket pants. Cancel That's that. Put some Put some,
1: <laughs> damn, put some <laughs> pockets on these damn pants. Let's Make them deep, damn it. Oh, <laughs> shit. Cause sometimes
2: I always want to throw my lip gloss in my cell phone and it's in good pocket and go on by I, my. I swear boy. now I got my po- my uh, phone in my back pocket and that motherfucker's halfway out because you know phones are big as shit nowadays and it's just like everybody's gonna see my text message any fucking way. So what are we doing? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> Look, we're the winner, yeah, winner. I know. So we talk about but that's a little that was relevant too.
2: That was <laughs> cancel that! Cancel that! <laughs> you know, here's the thing: nobody. If you want to, nobody at the end of it all with the cancel culture. All right, the end of it all. I think we all need to realize that everybody does make mistakes, and that everybody has. Yes, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be held accountable for their actions, no matter the timing. However, I am saying that we have to take into account where they were, where they're at, and what is this ultimately doing? Y'all are counseling people that, what is that doing? Who the hell are they influencing? What is this going to do overall? What is this going to change? Hell, they didn't counsel just hilarious a thousand one damn times. She's a comedian. Yes, yeah, she
1: is. And I'm going to tell you like this. Just, I think that we all need to come to an understanding that people are going to say some stuff that they don't mean. Or they're going to slip up and say some stuff, you know, that they said in anger or in ignorance. And you just have to give that person the room and the ability to grow and to learn and to make mistakes. Now, certain things are the mistakes, and, and that's where I feel that the cancel may need to be looked into. But if we put into the whole entire scope of everything and everyone that's been canceled, it's more and more teetering on the, the level, level of ridiculousness than it is actually taking it and applying it where it needs yes. to be applied. You know, if you're like, for instance, and we'll end on this note for that one. You have school teachers out here getting pictures taken with uh, racial slurs on it and posting it on social media. You're a school teacher. You teach kids of all nationalities. This is your literally your job. You are grown. Those are the type of things where, yeah, you should be reprimanded for it. You can't be a, or like when we were doing this election, a whole lot of races came out. You can't be a nurse posting online that you intentionally allow patients of color to be in pain or to suffer or to do things because you never liked them anyway. And, And you're getting mad and you're posting stuff like this on your social media page. Um because of what was happening with the election because that mm-hmm. happened a few times and you took an oath to treat everybody the same like you're doing this intent and that was what i was saying it was like the intent part of it where you're not going you're doing this intentionally oh yeah i don't have a no problem canceling you then period Yes, yeah, lose your job all of that because yeah. you deserve it um uh, Those are the things that we need to look at. But some of these things, like comedians telling jokes, comedians have always told off-color jokes, jokes, you know what I'm saying? That's a part of being a comedian, period. So you should, you know, we have to learn when not to take things serious and when to really take things serious. And one person, one comedian, if I could mention her, her, him, them, I think she calls herself. It's Flame Monroe, who is hilarious. Um born a man, um, play uh dresses in drag, does now have um breasts, but still has the man parts down there. And calls herself, himself, he, she, them. Like right, and she is it's it's so hilarious to see her make jokes about herself and her community and she would even talk about you know like how cancer culture is ridiculous and how she was like she called, a, she called the L- LGBTQ community the elemental mm-hmm. piece um, but again
2: though is she allowed to more so make that joke because that's who she is because that's a part of you know she's a part of that community
1: well I, mm, I can make I'm joke. gonna say it like this I, we I can make it too, and I feel like that we all in fun should be able to. Have, if you're a comedian, you know what I'm saying, should be able to have that ability because comedians have a joke. And let's be clear, black comedians joke mm-hmm. on black people. <laughs> they joke on white people. They but let somebody white
2: people. joke they on no black
1: Asian people. people.
2: <laughs> what's his name? What's 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 that one comedian? The white boy, married to the. I know yeah, but a he's bunch of work. Was
1: a bunch of... was, oh you talking about uh, 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 yeah Gary so Gary. let's
2: talk about Gary, uh, Gary. So, and that's that's a good example of where you teeter on and a lot of people I remember at one point in time boom he was part of that whole let's cancel him culture because he had made comments and it was like people were coming from him and letting him know hey just because your wife is black just because you've been in black say it like that does not mean you have the right or the ability to speak or talk about this. And it was like, but he didn't forget that he was mm-hmm. white. He wasn't trying to be black. And that was the main thing that it came for it was like He's trying to be black. And, was like,
1: and he has always been a comedian who has always talked about his white wife mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the, the black community. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like he was they know what they can say in good taste. You know what I'm saying, and he's never been one to actually get off taste. So, you know about the culture? And it's, it's, and it's just still one of those things where I feel like we're just too sensitive and too harsh. Those are comedians. They are life is to do jokes. Okay. And I think now, and I and I'll give black people this. I think some of their hangups with white people sometimes is that we know for ourselves that they have said things,
2: quote unquote, jokingly. That
1: they jokingly mm-hmm. that they mean, and I just think you have to look at the totality of a person. And so maybe that is something that they, you know, unfortunately, always have to toe the line with, because and. And I'll give you a perfect example. But we also told the line as well. So, you know, I'll give us this. We know we can say certain things. Comedians can say certain things in that kind of atmosphere. But, like, if you have a friend who considers themselves redneck, like, they can call themselves redneck all day long, but you're not going to feel comfortable calling them a redneck in front of their face and in front of their redneck friends and redneck people because we know that has certain implications. Just like, they can't say and shouldn't feel comfortable saying nigga. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So, it's... So, it, it it has... it. The pendulum swings both ways with it. And so, you know, in those regards... You always, it's always going to be a high level of sensitivity because of our past in this country. And it just has to do with the past. It didn't have to do with if he's married to a black woman and all of this stuff. It's just really based off and geared up towards the past. So, unfortunately, it is a a mindset that you do have to be mindful of what you say when you speak certain things but like you said he wasn't trying to be black he isn't trying to you know assert certain things he's just a comedian but you know i think that i encourage everyone to let's just take a breather before we want to up and cancel people get some context behind some of these things and you know and try to hear each other out and, and love on each other instead of just being like, oh no, we got to throw you away now. Um, because I'm pretty sure, that, or as my grandmother would say, and let me say this I'm pretty sure we said something that's been offensive or harsh. And if you haven't, as my grandmother said, mm-hmm. keep on living. Because you will. Because yeah. you will. <laughs> you will most definitely and like I said it might not be intentional or whatever but you will and so you would hope that someone would grant you some grace but we are going to end on that note it has been a I great really discussion that I was mm-hmm. excited for this I did too so you guys um as always, we thank you for tuning in. If you have any opinions about cancer culture, hit us up and let us know on Twitter at Diamonds After or on Facebook at Diamonds After Dark Podcast hashtag DAD and just let us know your thoughts, your questions. If you don't agree with something we say, hell, tell us that too. We for don't sure, care. we'll we'll address it. If you want if you want to come on the show with us and kick it and give your opinions, let us know that too. We'll be happy to have you on. But V, I am going to let you sh- give your contact information on how they can reach out to you. And then I'll Okay, so you can
2: find me on Twitter at four. That's the number four ever, Timeless. And you can find me also on Instagram, everything, ti- no, Timeless Everything. Oh my God. <laughs> and as she mentioned, don't forget us to follow us on Twitter at Diamonds After. And also please like our Facebook page, Diamonds After Dark.
1: All right. And you guys can find me everywhere at Tame. I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Clubhouse, and TikTok. And also make sure that you do tune in to the Get Caught Up podcast on Wednesdays. That uh, website is anchor.fm forward slash get caught up. We do writer Wednesday tips and author interviews at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to donate to the podcast, make sure that you go to anchor.fm forward slash author dash untamed. If you would like to be an official sponsor, you can also hit up that same link and just click on the package you would like. If you would just like to just throw a little change to us, Regardless, (laughs) regardless <laughs> you can also do that at cash app at dollar sign up2016 that's dollar sign us umbrella as and paul 2016 and we also are now accepting commercial ad spaces just visit www.entainpublishing.net if you would like to secure an ad space we have them as low as 10 dollars so please, please, please make sure that you tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. And we are being aired now in fifteen hey, different countries.
0: Yeah, hey, so
1: hey, hey, well, you guys, that is all we have for you this evening. I am, am Thomas D. And diamonds after
2: dark. Good night. A
0: king is a highly respected male ruler of a country who inherits his position and rules in life, born to rock nations, overcoming any situation.
4: we young black kings, so I move as such. such. I break down the cushion, break down the dutch. dutch. Twist the backwood, let's blaze one up, up. I Celebrate life, all we got is us. us Matter of fact, we got a whole nation behind us yes. Four million listeners strong, we straight grinding Run. O-B-N-Y power, I remind you yes. This office yes. boy N-Y grinding for the salutation Standing ovations, clap for me clap. Bitches clap. blow kisses, youngers click clack for me clap. Money clap. on my mind, all the see is De Niro yes. Begin with the years with the euro million dollar money, kiss schemes, Let's make it clear so though. I'm here what? for the power and love 19 zeros. It's me, yes. we young, black, and powerful. What else? We're what? the new CEOs of the power move. What else? CDs what? move the same way the power so move. What that means? So I'm gonna mean. move a hundred thousand about an hour. So check. Check. check the streets, got black on the beats. Uh-huh.
3: it's miserable. Try make the cypher complete, yeah, man. man innovators and delegators, we here, baby. Kill them, we only kill push that power, don't know about maybe. What else don't else even try. Why lie, baby? We the flyers. NY skyscrapers respect my life. Radio revolution, all the old ill bodies are work need to soul out tours. The hmm. girl love you, but she loved love me more. Me. Young heart uh-huh. draw, but outlaw like Boxacore. I'm yeah. like Biggie with the The semi got million dollar thoughts. You can keep them pennies, keep that like change, money yeah, yeah. in the briefcase. Mike in the waistband okay, okay. damn In my district, power queens in my game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we CEOs of the power move, yeah. and them MPs move like the scammers do. do. <laughs> Up at Echelon, baby, it's the for the dawn. Supreme MC, them premiums is lukewarm, cool. We, we need to take lessons from the master chef. We the only illest because that's really lucky. Three kings ill beings, so move with caution. We move on our balls, bitch. Air drum love, yeah. Yo, this is air drum love, yeah. Air drum love, yeah. air drum love, yeah. Air drum love. Air drum love. Black, I see you, man. Too fly for this. <laughs> Money kid, what up? Stay in love Take notice of the power
0: of individual Individually they rule But together it's a takeover One plus one plus one equals three Pure perfection A blessed Trinity. Three plus one gives you four Say no more Add one nation Total domination through this honest creation. Spitfire that moves your body and challenges your mind, the power couldn't be more divine, unless it was written in the Holy Scrolls by the Uplifting. But this unity is no coincidence, because they walk in a guided land, supreme is what they reign, and they wear their iced-out crowns high on their heads Always proud, never better, only better. The hottest world, top-notch trends us. More than just the hook universe, verse, generating power throughout this network universe. And always leaving room for the queens to roam through. Built off power and respect. You won't ever forget and can never neglect. The kings and the nation of power, ordained for the most high above. Sit back, relax, and
2: let your head nod to this eardrum.